Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> extremely hardworking, <laughs> Disneyland-loving wife yeah. and co-host, Michelle. Hi, everybody. Thank you, sweetie. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, February 13th, 2022. A very happy Super Bowl Sunday to you all out yes, there. Yes, and uh, ha- happy Valentine's Eve. Yes, yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Because that's probably, act- well, actually, you're probably listening to this after Valentine's Day because I'm just going to guess, okay, we're recording this on the 13th. It comes out somewhere in the afternoon of the 13th. Your Super Bowl party's right. probably in full swing, so you're probably not downloading and listening yeah. to this episode then. <laughs> you may not listen to it on Sundays anyway, but maybe you do normally on Mondays, but then it's Valentine's yeah. Day, so maybe, and um, you know, unless you want to do, hey, it could be a complete romantic thing, just sit down, cuddle up with the one you love, and put on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I think that's a very romantic gesture. <laughs> But I'm going to guess most of you aren't going to do that, and you'd probably be pretty smart not to do that. (laughs) So I'm going to go with you're listening to this on Tuesday or later. Possibly. Possibly. Yes. Probably. Hope you had a very happy Super Bowl Sunday then and Valentine's (laughs) Day. Yes, we hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Yes, we usually do. I mean, come on. We usually come into here with 15 minutes worth of notes, and we do an hour and a half show. That's true. That is correct. kind of the way we work here, because we like to talk. (laughs) Especially me, um, as you may notice. But again, um, I hope you, your team that you were rooting for in the Super Bowl won, whether it's the Rams, whether it's the Bengals, whether it's the commercials, whatever you rooted for, whether it's the food, the beverages, whatever you enjoyed. We hope you had an enjoyable Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. And we hope you had a very, very wonderful or are having or are going to have a very wonderful Valentine's Day. I know we are going to have a very wonderful Valentine's Day. At least that's my hope. Yeah, I suspect so. I think we have some nice food that's going to be cooked up for, mm-hmm. especially for my loved one right across oh, from me here. That, uh, I'm looking forward to preparing for her, her one of her favorite dishes that she enjoys. Ooh, yes. Yummy. Thank you, sweetie. Um, uh, thank you for joining us today, whatever the day may be. <laughs> uh, in the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We really would love it if you have not done so already. Sign up for the newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world, you get some of the information we put out there first a lot of times. Uh, and there's, you know, we asked you to respond, give us your input on a lot of things that are happening. And I believe that maybe this week, I know we touched on it last week. I think maybe this week we may have that bracket, that Disney songs bracket ready yes. to go possibly by Tuesday when the newsletter comes out. So be ready for that. If you are a subscriber, that's right. And it actually is ready. It is it ready. Is. It is. So. All the spelling errors have been corrected. <laughs> the duplications removed. The rankings added. So it is 
it is on now. So be prepared for that. As long as I remember, <laughs> no remember. guarantee on that. <laughs> uh, it will be in the newsletter this coming Tuesday when it comes out somewhere in the afternoon on Tuesday. Um, also, another way to be involved with us is on social media. Please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun and our Hyperion Adventurer Facebook group. Yeah, it's a great group. You'll love to participate with them and uh, we enjoy that it continues to grow. Yeah, it's uh, been growing really, I mean, it started off, it actually went up like a rocket for a little while there. Then it's kind of steadied out, but it's still growing and mostly we're just happy that we're all having a great time on that Facebook group. Right. And uh, if you're a part of that group, please invite your friends and family. Yes. And eventually, if you're even if you haven't subscribed for the newsletter, uh, these brackets will be coming out through our social media on the Facebook group, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, we will be giving you a link or a way to actually access uh, those those brackets through that so you can take part in it either way. Exactly. Yes. So also we have a YouTube page. If you want to check us out there, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, like you could contact us if you're not on social media, if you're, if you are not a subscriber to the newsletter, but you do listen to the podcast and you'd like a copy of the bracket, you can hit us up through our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. You can get the bracket through there. You can also just uh, send us a note, say hi. We always love that. Yes. Uh, any reason that you want to contact us, tips, uh, again, like Michelle said, just say hi. Topic ideas, uh, we would love to hear from you in that way. Uh, if you'd like to support this show in a little monetary fashion to kind of help us cut the cost of what it does to produce this show there's a couple ways you can do that a great one is through our Spreadshirt shop because you know you can get some of our great merchandise that we have there in all sorts of shapes sizes colors um, items different kinds of items all with our various different logos and it's not only is it a, we get a portion of that uh, to help us you know, keep this show going but also you can get out there and show your support for the show and tell people you know help show people hey i like this show it's fun plus i think there's some kind of good looking stuff in there yeah yeah things that you'll enjoy to have too yeah and another way to get some of that swag is through our patreon page we have tiers starting as low as two dollars per month uh you can go there by go to patreon.com slash hyperion adventures podcast and like i said we have swag there that goes out and a lot of other things that are coming up here in the very very near future yeah you get to participate in some shows right yes that's coming up and we're yes. very excited about all of that now before we get into a lot of stuff from this week, I need to touch on something that we talked about last week and that came out in the newsletter. And that was that we were going to have a very, very big announcement this week. Well, due to things, circumstances, circumstances, reasons, uh, we're going to have to push that back by a week or two, but it is coming sometime within the next couple weeks, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have to push that back just slightly. So if you're expecting that this week, I'm sorry, I apologize. It's not coming this week, but it is coming very, very soon. And it is going to be a very, very big announcement. Yes, I think it'll be worth the wait. Yes, yeah, I, I, I guarantee you it'll be worth the wait yeah. when you hear what the news wow. is. I guarantee it. For us. It will be. <laughs> I can't wait to tell people. I really want to tell people now. I can't wait to tell people. All right. And on with the show. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, on with the show. So uh, we kind of go in, before we start every episode, our main topic, we kind of like to look back at the week that was prior to this. You know, there's sometimes there's some bumps in the road, some struggles that we all go through on a weekly basis. But we believe every single week there are bright spots within the week that we like to showcase on this show. What was your favorite thing from the week? Because there always are great things that happen, in our opinion, virtually every single week. So we kind of like to go through and, sh- and share some of those things with us, with you, uh, what were our favorite things from the week? And if you want to chime in, what are your favorite things from the week? We are happy to share them here. And whenever we start this, well, we always go with Michelle because one, she's awesome, wonderful, all things great. <laughs> you know, she does the best research. She has the best list. She definitely has the best tips, but she also has the very best the favorite thing from mm. this week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? You know, some weeks it's easier than others. Um, this one was tough because there were a lot of wonderful mm-hmm. things that happened. Um, but I think I will narrow it, narrow it down to one. And that was that we got to spend time at Disneyland with our most adorable listener. And I know <laughs> Rob thinks it's him. <laughs> But unfortunately, Rob, you're the close second, (laughs) but it was actually being able to spend some time with Lorelai. Yeah, Lorelai was wonderful. And we will talk a little bit more about that today in our main topic. But yeah, um, it was, she's always so cute and uh, just brightens our day when we get to see her in person, you know, but uh, also when she shows up on our timelines, uh, she is just, uh, she's the cutest. Right. It was so cute yesterday. She had stars on her boots. And I said, Lorelai, I love those stars. Are you a star? And she's like, yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I know. It's like, uh, that's obvious. That goes without saying. <laughs> I know. It's so, she's just too adorable. <laughs> so cute. So cute. That's yes. a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. A uh, part of that, there's so many things that are going to be talked about within the show today that could be my favorite things from this week or right. my, on my list of favorite things this week. So I'm going to get to, I'll tell you later on as we go through them during the show, um, what they are. Uh, and that part of that was yes, uh, meeting Lorelai and we'll, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go and just go ahead and get to a Disney story a little bit early because it's another one of my favorite things from this week. Several things that happened in Disney news that are going to come up later are favorite things for me this week. But I'm going to talk about all the Oscar nominees that Disney received this week. Mm -hmm. And all, they received 23 Oscar nominees. I was really happy about that. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to go through some key ones here that uh, I'm very excited about. Um, We liked West Side Story a Mm -hmm. lot, even though it it didn't really draw at the box office. We thought it was very well done, a a retelling of the classic musical uh, done by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. We liked it. Uh, happy to see that it was nominated for Best Picture. Yes. Steven Spielberg is nominated for Best Director. And uh, Ariana DeBose uh, was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for playing Anita, um, who we, we also know from Hamilton as right. the bullet in Hamilton. So we are really excited that uh, she has received that nod and uh, yes. very, very happy about all of that. And there's some other nominations that uh, West Side Story has as well. So. Good. I hope cinematography. Because yes, that actually, that is one of them. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. That was so impressive. I think the cinematography was yeah. one of the best things, and it wouldn't shock me if they were to win for cinematography. Yeah. Uh, best animated film. Disney actually had three films yeah. in the best, three out of the five <laughs> in the best animated film category Raya and the Last Dragon, Luca, and Encanto. Um, 
in any given year, I think any of those could have won right. this year. I think it's just a, it's kind of for one of them or two of them, it's kind of an unfortunate year right. that they all are pitted against one another yes. this year. Um, and by the way, Mitchell versus the, Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is not a Disney movie, but an animated film, mm-hmm. also really, really good. I could see that being an underdog if you want to pick one that's not a Disney to win. Right. Because that was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I think Encanto wins just mm-hmm. because it's got that, had a steam going right now sure. into award season. Uh, but uh, I love Ryan, the last dragon. We enjoyed Luca much. I think mm-hmm. that it falls behind the other two and Mitchell's versus the machines, but yes. it's still charming and wonderful and glad he got a nomination. Yeah, definitely. But uh, happy to see, happy to see those films nominated. Yeah. It, it's exciting. And, and they are all, like you said, on, on any given year, any of those could win. Uh, even the non-Disney one. Um, and so it's great to see the quality of film that's coming out these days. For sure. And finally, uh, best song for Dos Orguitas uh, by, of course, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. who uh, wrote it and uh, is from the movie Encanto. And um, oh, I just, I, it's such a beautiful, impactful, warm song that I really, really hope that it is the winner because I really, really want to see Lin-Manuel Miranda finish out the EGOT. He's just the Oscar away. Uh, And even if it's not just for this song, which I think is worthy just for this song, but just look at his entire oeuvre uh, of work that he's done. Give it to him just for all of that stuff combined and this song. Exactly. And I can confirm that song is on the bracket. Ooh, Dos Arquitas on the bracket. Other Encanto songs on the bracket? There is one other Encanto song. Wow, only one. I know. It could have been. You put eight on there. I'd be happy. I know. I had to show some restraint. Filter. Wow. (laughs) Tough bracket already. Even even before we started, there's already going to be some controversy in our own household (laughs) as to what's on the bracket. Hmm. And I'll be talking a little bit more about that today, anyway. Great. Yeah. uh, I think Michelle wants to uh, explain how it's laid out (laughs) for you. And then uh, later on in uh, future episodes, we will also go a little bit more in depth into those brackets as well which will be a lot of fun Uh, as for this week's show we have lots of stuff for you this week including we have good news for those of you with tired legs at the Disneyland Resort (laughs) a lot of you have been waiting for this one Uh, speaking of the happiest place on earth we we received some more information about a returning festival that's happening soon including the return of a guest favorite Mm -hmm. version of an attraction That also could have been my favorite thing from this week. Yes. I will get to that as well. Excitement grows as Disney's newest ship hits the water. Yeah. Ooh. And Michelle was right once again. <laughs> Should have known. <laughs> but enough about that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. For this week's topic, we were thrilled that we had the chance to get out another time to the Disneyland Resort, our happy place, the happiest place on earth. That's right. And this month is actually uh, the Magic Key Appreciation Month. Yeah. So both inside the parks and in downtown Disney, there's some fun things that 
uh, magic key holders can participate either some freebies, some discounts. So that was nice too. Yeah. Plus we were wrapping up the Lunar New Year celebration yeah. that's going on out there. Um, didn't have a lot of time to check that out, but we did see a couple things. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Some of the new things we experienced, just kind of our day. We're just kind of going to go through our day and what it was like out there. And I'm going to say that it is unseasonably warm in Southern California right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, just this weekend, though. Oh, Almost. well, this weekend, but most right. of this week. But yeah. this, but yesterday particularly was the warmest day of the week. Like, it was in the 90s. Yeah, it, it broke records. Yeah, it was crazy. And sorry to everybody out there in the rest of the country right now, but it was really, really warm out of the park yesterday. I know. And what's so funny is... You know, and being at the park when it's that hot is, you know, it it does put a little discomfort to it. But what's really hysterical is that tomorrow and next week it's going to be like <laughs> right. record chills you right know? back to where it Cold. was a couple of weeks ago yeah <laughs> yeah it's so funny they picked uh, the week that we were going yeah to decide you know what we're gonna ramp it up a bit for you but it was right. all good um and we went like rookies for a hot day too we didn't, didn't prepare i mean yes we had sunscreen but we we weren't the most prepared speak for yourself i had the water ready to go i was hydrating all day long i was good i was ready we had the sunscreen we were we were happening we got up and part of this was we knew it was going to be hot so we're like we're going to get out there early before it really heats up so we booked it out of here at like 6.30 in the morning because it does take about an hour and a half for us to get there from right. San Diego. Uh, booked it out of here at 6.30 in the morning, got there right about 8 and you know, went to the parking structure. By the way, why do we always get the wrong line going into the parking structure? <laughs> It's hysterical. I was so happy we got there. I'm like, yes, we got in. Lines are relatively short going into parking. You never know for sure when in the morning what it's going to be like. Got a, got the, from what looked like the shortest line that was available to us. And then we sat there and didn't move for like five minutes. Yeah, literally. Like, what, that's not, not even move. an exaggeration. Yes, all the other lanes <laughs> watching them go by were like... What is going on? I don't know if it was computer malfunctions or or other yeah, issues. somebody had a lot of questions right. up there or had a card that was failing or whatever. But you know, it was funny. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> funny is one word for it. Um, but we finally got in there, got parked, um, walked over because we like to walk even with something that's happening here. Mm-hmm. In a, week or so um we like to walk through and a wonderful treat is we we went uh, through the over the bridge into downtown disney and there it was the monorail was open and ready to go and we were heading into disneyland park anyway so um we always love it when we get to take the monorail right into tomorrowland from downtown disney yeah i mean it it worked out just perfectly time-wise in the sense of we didn't wait very long for the monorail Um, obviously there's typically not a really long line to get into through the gates um for the monorail and it's just a fun little ride because you get to see some behind the scenes things right. too. I mean, you don't, yeah, it's a really nice trip kind of around there and you kind of get that. You, If you think of, if you're a Walt Disney World fan and you think of going to Epcot and how you have that sweeping tour that kind of goes around Epcot and then stops back at the entrance. Right. So you kind of get a view of what Epcot is before you get off and it builds the excitement a little more. It's the same thing with going to Disneyland from uh, downtown Disney on the monorail is that it kind of goes through and sweeps around uh, Tomorrowland and a little bit of Fantasyland around by the Matterhorn and over the submarines. And so you kind of get this great vista going in and it builds the excitement as you go. Now, you don't get 
that view of going down Main Street USA right. and the castle and everything. So it wouldn't be the way I would suggest the first time, if you've never been to Disneyland, the first time you do it, you should get Main Street right. or and the castle and everything um, because there's just something magical about that, the train station, everything. Uh, but if you've already gone and you happen to be in that area, it is a convenient way and a, an interesting way to enter the park. Yeah, love it. Yeah, um, so we enjoy doing that since we have been to Disneyland and you know, as much as we love going down Main Street USA, sometimes it's just nice to... Start your day on the monorail, first ride in, and then be right there, plop down in Tomorrowland, which was good for us. And that's where we met some of our favorite uh, listeners, our Mm -hmm. friends uh, that happened. It was a total coincidence that they happened to be coming to the park this week at the same time we are. And that was the the Cotton family, uh, Jonathan, Camille, and Lorelai that we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier. And uh, they were happened to be heading over to do Space Mountain. So we met with them and talked with them and caught up for a little bit, which was really, really nice. Yeah. And we got to meet some of their their family members as well, which was a real cute treat too. Yeah. They had a lot of family in town for this whole trip. uh, So it was really nice to meet them. And really enjoyed it. And so we caught up with them for, you know, about 15, 20 minutes. And then they were going on Space Mountain. And we decided we hadn't been on the Matterhorn for a while. So let's do the classic, the original Disney Mountain, the first ever tubular tracked roller coaster. Uh, And that's what we did. The wait wasn't long. It was only like 15, 20 minutes. We're like, we're going to take advantage of that. It was still cool in the day. It was starting to warm up, but it was still cool. So let's go ahead and do that. And then we had a very interesting experience, something that's never happened to us when we've, and I've done the Matterhorn far more times than Michelle has. <laughs> um, something that's never happened to me before, and I know it hasn't happened to Michelle before when we were on the Matterhorn. Right. Well, the, there was actually uh, one of the other things that made it a little bit more special too, is we got diverted to a different line than we usually board. So we got to go on a different track right there are side. two there are two tracks and um normally we've been on if you look at it face facing straight into the entrance way to the monitor uh to the matterhorn um we've been a lot mostly because i think that used to be the where the fast passes would enter mm-hmm. and they maybe even had because they were refurbishing the, the the side on the left we've been on the right side almost primarily for many many years now this time we were on the left side so it was a, it was a bit of a different track yeah i don't know that i've ever been on the left yeah, side so it's pretty interesting and fun as that i have but it's been a long time uh because of the I don't, again i don't know if it's been refurbishment or what the reason right. but or just coincidence uh but we had not been on that left side so that was yeah that was that was cool to get a different view right than we've had the last few times we've ridden the matter right and it, it's just a fun fun ride yeah so we, we take the ride around. It's the usual, you know, bang, bing, bunk, bunk, chiropractic adjustment that you always get from the Matterhorn, you know, but it's still fun. We right? really enjoy it. It's classic. Uh, then we get to the end and then one of the cast members there and she says, okay, we have a backup in the line right now. So I'm going to take you guys out of position right. for now to kind of clear some things up. So we're on this track and I have a video of this. I may share, share it this week where we just kind of, slid they took the whole train car that we were in and just slid it to the left yeah and then closed up the track yeah, and then track and all <laughs> yeah 
And we were still on the track that we were on at that position. And it just slid over to the left. They closed up the track. And then the other cars would go next to us. And they did, I don't know, maybe six or seven right. different train cars that passed for a while. We were sitting there for like a good three or four minutes just sitting in the in the uh, Matterhorn train. Right. right. In the yeah. Sleds. Yeah. But the cast member was great because she was talking to us, mm-hmm. you know, continually. And, you know, she was just upbeat and fun. And so it was like, okay, what is this? But... You know, I mean, for a couple minutes, we didn't have anything pressing to do. So it was just an interesting experience. Like, wow, we just got transported off the track. It was just something that we'd never done before. So I found it fascinating. I was fine sitting there, you know, and and relaxing and, and, you know, seeing what what was going to happen here. So we're figuring, okay, so eventually clear it out. So I'll slide us over and they'll let us out. Well, she slid us over and she's like, ready to go around again? We're like, yeah. "Yeah." (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we got, we didn't leave the car. We just got back on and went around another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it was a sweet little extra for sure. Yeah, so that was really, really cool. So it was really nice to do a little unexpected uh, back-to-back Matterhorn with a unique twist in the middle of it. And uh, just, a, it was a really cool way to start the day. Right, and what's funny is I remember after we got off the ride, we're like reflecting back on the fact that that lane that we picked to park actually timed us out perfectly so that could happen right it wouldn't have happened probably any other way yeah so uh, very interesting and uh <laughs> fun and uh something we'll you know always remember yeah. and wonder if it'll ever happen again I probably know. not but it was really really cool it's kind of i kind of think it is like being the rebel spy on star tours it happens once in your lifetime maybe right. if you're lucky you yeah know, something like that you know it just it's it doesn't happen a lot so it's just kind of one of those cool things and i think it worked out too because everybody in the car wanted to go again yeah. but you could have had people who didn't and i don't know that they would have let us we probably would have all had to get off right but because no. of how they bored yeah it, yeah. it all worked out really really it was well so fantastic that was so then we were we decided hey we're hungry um we had driven <laughs> up for a couple hours you know, met with some people, rode the Matterhorn twice. It's like, well, let's get some food. And, oh, you know, what are you going to have for breakfast? Well, it's always a good time for a Ronto wrap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we went over to Galaxy's Edge. Got a, I got the morning wrap. She got the Ronto-less wrap, which is still her favorite. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, tried to see if we could get on Rise of the Resistance. It had been temporarily closed, temporarily closed for most of the morning. So we popped over there just to see if we could get on it. But it looked like it, it was just a bad day for Rise of the Resistance. I feel yeah. bad for anybody who was, you know, trying to get on there today. If it was their one day at the park that uh, maybe they tried to get the lightning lane, whatever. I don't know if it ever opened during the day. Yeah, I don't either. I know that um, even in the morning, the lightning lane that they initially posted as available was for in the afternoon. Uh, but then that went away and I thought, oh, okay, it just sold out. But then it never looked like the ride ever opened again. So, um, and I did hear people talking to cast members about getting the refunds and stuff like that. But yeah, it is too bad. Either that or everybody f- who's anybody f- with the Super Bowl was just riding it. That could be over <laughs> and over and over again. Uh, by the way, I th- we feel it got really, really busy. It wasn't very busy early in the morning, but as we got to around 10 30, 11, 11 30, suddenly it started to get really, yes. really packed there. I think that there are a lot of people in town visiting because the Super Bowl is, you know, it's, it's only in about LA. an hour mm-hmm. away from there at most, with it, well, depending on traffic, LA traffic, you never know. Right. Um, but, you know, it's not very far away. So there are probably people who made it a weekend. We're going to go over to Southern California. We're doing the Super Bowl. We're going to do Disneyland. Maybe they had a couple other things 
things uh, that they want to hit up as well. But it seemed like uh, there were it was a pretty, pretty busy day, more busy than you even a normal Saturday might be. Right. And I would actually venture to say that today is probably going to be a very slow day compared to most Sundays because it is Super Bowl Sunday, which typically has a, 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 sh- a lesser attendance. Plus, the Super Bowl is in L.A., so I think even a lot of people who may not even necessarily be big fans are getting caught up into all the excitement. Yeah, a great time to go right now. I mean, if you uh, if you don't care about the game, you can watch it on uh, you know, recorded at some other point or whatever. You just don't care at all. Um, especially in the afternoon as you start getting towards kickoff, man, the parks will always, yeah, uh, they start to get somewhat empty around that time. It's a great time to go. And I've also from not Disney related, although I guess you could do it at Walt Disney World. Yeah. I've also heard it's a great time to hit golf courses because, oh, yeah, yeah because, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, men, women, people in general um, are out, are watching the Super Bowl. So the, these these spaces are wide open. Right. I think that's it's probably a true of virtually any place except for places that are showing the game. Right, right. You know, movie theaters are probably great to go you know, in the afternoon right. as well yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you don't care, uh, take advantage of that. And some of the things that are crowded a lot of times on the weekends, right. go ahead and, and hit those up for sure. Yeah. So... I think we digress. But yeah. Yes. Well, that's okay. Yeah. A little tip in the middle of the show. Yeah. It's always fine. Uh, so we just kind of, you know, we started to get busy. We started to look for some attractions. It was starting to get hot. We weren't finding a lot. But one thing we had to hit, the ultimate attraction on a hot day that we have to get is a Dole Whip. Yes. And as always, it did not disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> Headed over to the Tropical Hideaway for this one. We could have done the mobile order. We almost did. But we decided, you know what? Let's find a table. We'll see if we can find a shady table in the Tropical Hideaway. Catch up with Rosita while she's mm-hmm. out there and just sit down and enjoy it for a little while. And so that's what we did. And Michelle uh, brought a new one they had special. I don't know if it was for Valentine's yeah, Day. It was, yeah, it was a Valentine's special. And yeah, it was... Um, watermelon and cherry flavored mm-hmm. and, and what did you think of that one um i really liked it i was a little concerned it might be too sweet um and just not live up to you know the dole whip type of mm-hmm. treat but it really was good. It was um, good i still think that original the og still beats all the others. I know people like to get variations and and everybody's taste is different um but how did you think of it? Because I know we tried them, we had them side by side. Yeah, so it was cherry and watermelon, right? Right. That, that was the proposed flavors for it. Unfortunately, I didn't really get the watermelon out of it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really get that. I mean, but that's, it's more of a subtle flavor. I think it got dominated a little bit by the cherry. That was fine. I right. like cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Um, it had sprinkles on it. Don't know if it needed the sprinkles yeah. on it. It had sprinkles and a little gummy butterfly, butterfly thing uh-huh. on it. Yeah. Um, which was cute. Um, didn't need that either. Um, and it was good. I liked it. Um, I also got the regular Dole Whip mm-hmm. myself. And what I found actually was really good was going between the two because I found that they kind of contrasted yet complemented right. them. So each, and so was, I get a little bite of the cherry, get a little bite of the uh, pineapple. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really, I, I enjoyed both. Um, I don't know if I, I just like the regular pineapple Dole Whip. I don't need anything fancy. Uh, I don't know if I would order that one, but I did enjoy uh, sitting down and, and having that, the combination for sure. Right. I probably would order it again since it's just, it's so rare to get that um, offering. 
but I agree with you. I, I wouldn't miss it. And just, I, of course, I love the floats now. The uh-huh. I, I tried one and I kind of got hooked. With now those. you're hooked on the floats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not a float person. I just, just give me my dole whip. I don't need whip. whip. I, I don't need uh, the, the juice with it, but I get why people love that. Right. I, I understand it. Um, unless you're going to add rum, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just like my plain old Dole Whip. But then if you're, if you're going to Disneyland and you're looking for some of the, you know, the, the combinations and some of the more fancy Dole Whips, uh, then you, you're going to want to go to Tropical Hideaway because right. they have a lot of different uh, versions of it there and mixes and blends and everything and interesting ones. Yeah. If you just want to get a relatively quick one or just your basic one, you can mobile order from uh, what the standards uh, right in front of the actual uh, Enchanted Tiki room. Right. It really is great that they've changed the queue now. Um, so before the queue for that, if you didn't mobile order, was along the pathway of Adventureland right on the side of um, Tiki Room mm-hmm. attraction. And yes, it's convenient, but it was also just really made that narrowish pathway very difficult for people coming in and out of Adventureland. So now they have that side is the mobile ordering and the other side that is inside the little queue area, I guess you call it queue area, the waiting area for the Tiki Room is where you could go if you didn't mobile order. Right. So, so cuz I think they're realizing too more people are mobile ordering. So they, they flip-flop that from what they had before, and it seems to be a better setup yeah. for crowd control and management. Yeah, and, and a lot of people who are purchasing, and we'll go over to the Tropical Hideaway if you're purchasing a regular Dole Whip. Um, right. So and it, it opens up the, the waiting area, the queuing area for uh, Enchanted Tiki Room, which wasn't, isn't a really large area, but it was getting flooded by people who were waiting for their mobile order to come right. in you know, time. So yeah. it kind of... Uh, helped free up that space a little bit. So right. that was good as well. Yeah. So. And the Tropical Hideaway has things in addition to Dole Whips and the yeah. v- different variations of Dole Whips. They have, you know, other little snacks that are kind of fun too. Yeah, they have the bao buns there, which we tried mm-hmm. and we've liked a couple of them that we sampled there. They have the uh, the uh, pineapple cream cheese lumpia right. uh, there, which we have the, we've had that are very good as well. And so you can get a little snack along with your Dole Whip. And, yep whatever as well so yep 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 so we did that and that was nice and just relaxing and then you know we just decided for much of the rest of the day while we were at disneyland because you know we we didn't see a lot of short waits for attractions and since we've done most of them many multiple times Mm -hmm. it's like where are we really here to do a lot of attractions and waiting a lot of queues or do we just want to take in the ambiance of it all take some pictures and that's what we did we just kind of walked around trying to find shady spots wherever we could because the heat was going up and up and up and up um and just you know went around took some pictures sat and people watched for a while and just had a really, really nice late morning, early afternoon at the happiest place on earth. That's right. And we found some unexpected little surprises that we never noticed before. Um, You want to tell them about the one at the, when we were at Tropical Hideaway, right on the building for the Tiki Room. Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised I'd never seen it before. So if you look at the building, because the Tropical Hideaway is on the opposite side of the Enchanted Tiki Room. You can exit 
and you can go straight out or you can go to the left and cut into the uh, tropical hideaway there once you leave the Enchanted Tiki Room. But if you look up there, and many of you may have already known this, um, it was the first time I'd seen it. I just, I guess I just hadn't looked around enough. Mm -hmm. I was watching Rosita or whatever. Um, They have little birdhouse openings with little name tags for many of the birds that take part right. in the uh, the Tiki Room show itself. Right. So, I mean, talk about detail with theming and everything. I mean, they didn't need to include that. But and, and like you said, we've been there so many times and never noticed that. But it's just, again, look up. Yes, Michelle's <laughs> great tip. Her best tip of all the great tips she gives. Yeah. And it just, um, you know, can't say enough about all the Imagineers that really combined some not just their talents but their their love of fun and detail mm-hmm. yeah really nice uh yeah. really fun so uh, we did end up over at the red rose tavern for a little bit we were mm-hmm. looking for another shady spot where we could sit down and people watch and we decided we could, yeah, maybe we were a little hungry um got the cauliflower sandwich that we loved mm-hmm. there and split that and some fries and uh, Michelle sampled another special Valentine's Day drink that was there. Right. Yeah, it was um, it was a combination of um, it's it was a cold drink, but it was it, and it was almost like a, a slurpy type consistency, but it was um, black tea with strawberry and lemonade. And it was so refreshing, mm-hmm. especially on a hot day. Yeah, because it was it was about as hottest it was all day at right. that point, yeah. So it was really great to have that, but it really was delicious. I thought they did a great job uh, at creating another beverage there, and um, but it is seasonal. And, you know, going back to what you were talking about, the sandwich we had, which was the cauliflower sandwich, I think you noticed it too, is that it really seemed better than the last couple times we've had it, a lot uh, thicker or beefier. Yeah, they gave us a a larger cauliflower steak, you know, they put within it, uh, which was nice because I think they, the last couple times we'd seen it, they, it seemed like they'd skimped on the cauliflower. I don't know if they've, they've got more cauliflower in supply chain issues or, or fine. They don't have to scrimp on the cauliflower, but it was a, it was beefy cauliflower in there. It was, it was done better than the last few we've tried, even Mm -hmm. though they were still good. Uh, I felt that this one was the best one we've had in a while. Yeah. There. Yeah. So yummy, yummy. Yeah. And I tried a little bit of that uh, slurpy slush, whatever right. you want to call it, <laughs> a drink as well. And it was very, very bright and refreshing. Uh, and I enjoyed it. And yeah, we just sat there for a little bit in the shade. People watched and uh, that was good. Yeah. Another thing we did for the first time is we, we you know, we decided another thing we want to do you know, when it's hot, you got to go in the shops and just go check them out because, you know, Walt Disney presents air conditioning. Right. <laughs> Um, you have to go in there and check that, get out of the sun, you know, cool right. off. But you always want to look at what's new out there in Disney. And we found something that Michelle really, really liked at a decent price. Yeah. Another purse. Yes. <laughs> we have, Michelle hasn't got a new Disney purse in a while. Not, not a Dern, Dooney and no, Burke. We didn't go crazy with it. We did not go crazy with it, but you found a nice priced uh, purse that I think is um, wonderful. And it's adorable. Yeah. yeah. It's a kind of a Mickey themed Mickey and Minnie right. themed purse, really good. And um, one thing we tried for the first time was the mobile checkout. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really simple. Yeah. Uh, went on there, uh, went on the app, you know, looked at the things, you know, shopping, clicked on that. It's like, do you want a mobile checkout? Yes, scan item, scanned the barcode really, really quickly. And it just came up there, there. 
added our discount that we had right, applied yeah. down to it. Automatically. Do you want to pay? How do you want to pay? Paid it real quickly. And then we could just walk up. They had a, a cast member at a little uh, kiosk right near the exit. Mm-hmm. And she just, you know, scanned uh, the little, it had a little QR code that came up on my phone. Scanned that, said, yes, you paid for it. Good. She already had our name actually there. As, right. as somebody was coming that had uh, mobile purchased. So, and, and then we, you know, she went and gave us a bag. Right. She put a little tag on there to say that this was an item that was purchased uh, virtually. And it was really, really convenient. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I really like it. Especially, you know, sometimes uh, the lines can really get long mm-hmm. at the checkout and you feel like, oh, I just want to go. But there's somebody up there maybe asking a lot of questions and I get that. But this made it so convenient. And how they automatically add your discount by the information that's in your profile is great so right. you don't have to like oh but I, I can't do this because i want to get my discount it's it's in there they make it so convenient right and actually there really wasn't much of a line at the counter i was looking at it but i'm like you know i want to try this for the first time right. yeah to see what it's like and to share it with you uh uber convenient really easy and dangerously easy actually yeah. <laughs> uh but uh really really uh happy that they've added this as a convenience for you there because sometimes yeah especially if you especially if you're talking about near the end of the day as people are starting to head out right. to the parks it can get really really busy at those checkouts uh this made it super simple yeah i mean you're right it wasn't busy at that moment we could have gone to a checkout but it's good that we now have done it and mm-hmm. feel confident to do it again like you said especially at a time where it could be inconvenient to wait for a cashier to open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that worked out well. Uh, by the time we got there, it was time that we could actually park hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we decided, hey, let's go ahead. Uh, one benefit of our way out is the Disneyland band happened to be playing yes. uh, on the steps of the train station. So we caught a couple tunes uh, with them there, and that was fun. Yeah, they were great because they were not just standing there playing they were a little bit uh kind of performing in a way of like some dance moves or it was choreographed a little right. bit let's say so that was that was a nice extra bonus yeah. of entertainment that we got on as we were heading out towards disney california adventure park which again if you haven't been to disneyland it's really easy to park hop to it's not like oh going gosh. to walt disney yeah. world where you have to go a ways take some transportation or whatever to go to another park you just step out the gate walk across the esplanade there right right through the other gate and there you are into disney california adventure park so yeah. we, of course we're taking advantage of that since we can do that with our magic key most definitely and it's interesting while I was I noticed my thought process as we were walking in is I I think this is my favorite park yeah of all Disney parks of and all of them it's it's Probably a tough th- one to say because Epcot is maybe because of Epcot right now phenomenal is it, I mean because Epcot is kind of patchy right now things not completed right, right now. yeah so maybe so um but yeah it's just I like the feel there and I, I think if you're somebody who hasn't been to the Disneyland Resort ever and you like Epcot, you most likely will like California Adventure Park. And that wasn't how it was when they first opened. Uh, again, uh, it's great that the company saw that they needed to pivot, as we're using a lot these days, into a, a park that has a, a broader perspective of what it's offering, and they've nailed it. Mm. See, I find it, um, and I love it too. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love what they've done to it, especially you know, as it opened up. It, it wasn't great, but the, yeah. what the changes they've made, the updates they've made to it, the lands they've uh, added mm-hmm. to it. 
Um, I, I think it's it it is wonderful. I I think of it as kind of if if Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios had a baby, uh, <laughs> Disney California Adventure Park. Yeah, it's kind I of that combination. True. It's kind of that wide open. You can stroll around and enjoy the day park like Epcot, but it's got kind of those more thrilling kind of attractions like Disney's Hollywood Studios and some of that feel that you get at Disney Hollywood Studios. Right. You know, it, sure. it, it kind of has that look to it. Ah, I, I would agree with you on yeah. that. So, um, yeah, we enjoyed it over there. Again, it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Mickey's Philhar Magic. That's a good 10 yes. minutes in air conditioning at least, 10, 15 minutes in air conditioning. Uh, plus, you know, we just love the addition of the Coco scene right. uh, within it. Um Headed over, got to check that out, and then we we had planned with the friends that we had met earlier in the day that that was going to be a time where we were going to get together and really sit down and have a good conversation over at the Sonoma uh, Terrace, right. uh, which is uh, kind of on the way if you head out towards uh, Pixar Pier. Right. Um, there's a kind of spot on the right hand side where there's the the Wine Country Trattoria. Uh, there's, I'm trying to remember the name of the other place that you can get, um, some wine, but there's the Sonoma Terrace, which Mm -hmm. has some nice seats in area there. You can get some good beers, get some good wines and a couple of snacky foods there and just kind of sit down. It's a great place to chill out and have a nice conversation. Most definitely. It is a great spot. Um, it's, they've, they've had it be different things throughout the years. Uh, it used to be for, uh, annual pass holders, a little loungy outdoor lounge area there at times but uh right now it's available to everybody they did really smart um a few years ago because originally there was only really one way in and it was kind of you had to wind around come in from the side right and if you weren't paying attention it looked like either it was an extension of the wine country trattoria right um, or there was like this private area that you couldn't really get into. You had to kind of find your way in. Well, they've opened up the center of it and uh, given you a pathway right. in right from your walkway there. So now it gets a little bit easier. It gets a little more action than it used to get. It used to be kind of this private little place. You could get in there. You could always get a good shady right. seat. Eh, now not so much, but it's still a good spot. But yeah. it was nice. We sat down for, gosh, an hour, hour and a half and just sat was, and yeah. talked with Jonathan and Camille Lorelai taking a little nap. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little warm day and I, I was, I was actually jealous of her because I was <laughs> it's about ready for my own nap. Uh, we had picked up some of our favorite beer, the mm-hmm. Marshmallow Milk Stout from over at uh, Pim's Tasting uh, Kitchen, Tasting Lab, yep. thank you, mm-hmm. um, and brought that over and uh, just sat and had a couple beers and, and just uh, just enjoyed a good conversation right. with them. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so special. Talk about the most wonderful people that you could know. Mm-hmm. And just to have time to spend with them was is always a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got to hear about uh, their recent move yeah. to a new home in, in Portland Same. where they live and some of the stuff that they have going on in their life. We shared some of the stuff that we have going on in our lives. And it was just a, it was just a really nice afternoon and a good way to get out of the heat for a little while. Right. And just in a, you know, I mean, great company and in a magical environment yes so enjoyed that got us to see a little bit off in the distance uh one of the parades for the lunar new year Mm -hmm. they had you know it's the year of the tiger so of course tigger was adorned and walking around out there and they had some of the dragons out and um it was that was really nice um so once we uh had uh, our time with them we took a nice picture with them which you may have seen in the hyperion adventurers facebook Mm -hmm. group um but that was a lot of fun as well Uh, and it was time they for them to go back with their families and do some 
stuff, and we were about ready to finish out our day, but we wanted to look at a little bit of the Lunar New Year stuff first. The food booths were jammed. Yes. We were going to get some food. Um, unfortunately, they were a little too busy for us at that moment. Yeah, I mean, coming to the close of the holiday is not necessarily the best time to go because it is very popular. Um but they did have some really interesting offerings compared to some of the other years. So it was it looked like it was all in all a great festival this year. Yeah, and uh, even though we didn't get to try some of the food, we did get uh, some verification from Camille and Jonathan that had been there for a few days. Mm-hmm. That they're really, really uh, some wonderful, tasty items there, especially they're vegetarian. So mm-hmm. if you're a vegetarian, this is kind of like this was... Uh, the festival for you right. because, of course, with a lot of the Asian theming there, a lot of those dishes are more vegetarian. Right. Uh, they steer that way a lot of times. And so there were a lot of great dishes there. And they looked wonderful. We just, unfortunately, have, we like to tell you what we sampled, but we just didn't want to win those <laughs> Well, and we also, there's some of our favorite things that we did end up getting to eat that are just our staple favorites that we couldn't see passing up, yeah. right? Yep, exactly. So we got those things. I uh, did go over down to uh, the area where they were having a lot of the Lunar New Year celebration mm-hmm. stuff. Got to see some of, they had some of the drummers out there performing right. and they were fantastic. We checked them out for a few minutes and right. that was really, really exciting Yeah, as well. they, they were, I mean, there's just so much talent with those large drums. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So I checked them out for a while, saw that stuff, and then that was about it. That was our day. We decided we had a long drive back to San Diego. We noticed that there was an accident on the way home. We're like, great. Yeah, so we're going to delay our, make our drive <laughs> even a little longer. So it was time to call it a day and head back. But that was our day at Disneyland. Um, we had a lot of fun. It's so good to get back, and we can't wait to get back out there in a few more weeks once we get to the uh, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, which is coming very soon right. as well. Yeah, looking forward to that. I think one other thing that it's not necessarily a new thing we did, but something that wasn't available to us for a while is that we got to uh, access Avengers Campus through Cars Land. Oh, yeah. That used to be blocked off with, before they opened. Um, and it's just always fun to walk down the the main drag of of cars land so that was fun going down there um it's always a great time to also go into avengers campus even though we didn't really do a lot of things we got to see some of the some of the characters that were out there i think we saw black panther yeah. loki, loki um shang chi right oh my god yeah i yeah. forgot yeah um black widow captain right. america it, that's the one great thing about avengers campus is like, if you're looking to see characters right they are there Always. Um, There are characters around all the time in Avengers Campus. Yeah, it's it's just a fun environment to be around there. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Like you said, we're looking forward to... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Also, on the way out there, the one path through Cars Land uh, to... Avengers Campus, there's a little kitschy sign there that as you walk in through that um, has to deal with Stark Motors. That's oh, kind yeah. of a, a fun little thing that's kind of that transition from Cars Land into Avengers Campus. True. That's kind of fun to check out. Uh, I'll let you see it for yourself when you get out there, but it's 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 really cool. Right, yeah. It's a great way that, like you said, that they're making that transition over to there. So yeah, it was a fun day. So yeah, great time. Um, great time with great friends. And mm-hmm. um, it was just nice getting back. And we can't wait to our next trip to the Disneyland Resort, which of course we will tell you about when that happens as well. Yes, I think we actually have some park reservations for March. Oh, do we? Yes. Oh boy, can't Just wait. in case. Hopefully it won't be 90 degrees. But if <laughs> yeah. it is, we know how to deal with That's it. That's right. So. <laughs> 
If you have any questions ever about Disneyland, any of the things we experience, uh, we are always happy to help you with those. I know a lot of you are Walt Disney World fans. Maybe you haven't been to Disneyland. Um, we go fairly frequently, maybe not as much as we used to, but right. we go enough that we know a few things and we are always happy to answer your questions. Right. And uh, any of those who are very familiar with Disneyland, if you have some items or tips that you'd like us to share, just let us know that and we'll give you credit as well. Definitely. For sure. For sure. So that is our recap of our February 2022 visit to the Disneyland Resort. What a fun day we had yesterday. Yeah, it was so amazing. Good. So it good. was the best. So it was best seeing good people. Yeah, and having a good time, even with the heat. Yeah. Um, so most people are like, yeah, I'd be crushing right now for 90 degree heat <laughs> in my, you know, 20 degree <laughs> right. day out here. So stop talking about the That's heat and true. complaining about it. No, we had a great time. Yes. So anyway, let's get to the Disney stories of the week. And I'm going to start with, we have good news for those of you with tired legs at the Disneyland Resort. Mm-hmm. We experienced a little bit of that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, This from the OCRegister.com. They said, Disneylanders tired of walking two-thirds of a mile to the front gate and huffing and puffing back to their cars after a long day at the Anaheim theme park will soon have their wishes granted. That's because the Disneyland trams are finally returning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they've been practicing them all this week and, and the week before that. It looks like they're getting ready to return. Uh, The story goes on to say that parking trams that shuttle visitors between the Mickey and Friends and Pixar Pals garages and the front gates of the Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Park will return on February 23rd, according to Disney officials. So coming up here in about 10 days from when we're recording this, they'll be back for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, especially, like I I get it more at the end of the day, man. You get fatigued at the end of the day. That walk all the way back to the parking garage could seem like, oh my goodness. Right, right. We've walked all day and now we got to walk that (laughs) two thirds of a mile all the way back to the garage. Whew. Right. <laughs> and I, then to your car. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. no, good. I get it. So uh, the trams will run from before park opening until after the park close each day once they return. Uh, apparently, from this story anyway, they say without any mask or social distancing requirements, according to Disney officials. So depending on how you feel about that, um, you know, take it. That's your option. <laughs> yep. You still can walk. There are good ways to walk. Right. You can't, once they start the trams again, you won't be able to walk during on that tram path, which they've had open right. uh, for the last several months since Disneyland reopened. But there still is the Friendship Bridge that leads through downtown Disney like we took. Right. That, that is a way if you decide, look, I'm not comfortable not wearing, being around people wearing ma- not wearing masks. I'm not comfortable with people tied into the seats with me. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'll walk. Or maybe you just prefer to walk. We like right. to walk often. Yeah. We just kind of prefer it. Um, so that way is still open to you. But for those of you that don't care, um, not, are not concerned, the trams are there for you coming up here in just a week, about a week and a half. That's right. So that's good news. Yes. Uh, more news from the happiest place on earth. We received some additional information about a returning festival we were just talking about mm-hmm. happening soon, including the return of a guest favorite yes. version of an attraction. That was really exciting. Uh, possibly one of my favorite things of the week. Uh, this from the Disney Parks blog. They said it is it was already announced that the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival will be, t- will be returning to the Disneyland Resort from March 4th 
Through April 26th, well, they posted a few new details about what to expect, mm-hmm. including, here's a list of some stuff to look forward to. Yes. A dozen festival marketplaces will serve irresistible small bites and beverages and dining locations across Disney California Adventure Park, including Pim Tasting Lab and Terran Treats at Avengers <laughs> Campus. Uh, we'll also feature some uh, special festival men, uh, menu items. You may even choose to purchase a Sip and Saver Pass, which makes its return. Sip and Saver is great if you're going to be able to purchase. If you're there for one day and you have a large family that's going to a lot of different items, it's great for that. It gives you a little bit of a discount if you buy the higher priced items. Right. Or if you're going to be going for multiple days, it's a great way to work it too. Now, again, what you do for the Sip and Saver Pass is you pay a lump fee for that Sip and Saver Pass. And then you get like eight tabs on that pass that you can use to purchase items, non-alcoholic items uh, at the many of the different stops throughout the festival. If you purchase the higher priced items, it knocks off about 15, 20%. Yeah. It's almost like an annual pass discount. Right, right. I mean, you won't lose money and um, because even if you used it on the lower prices items, right. it's pretty much a wash. Um, and, and you aren't able to use it for alcohol. Typically, I don't know if they'll no, change No, you can't it. use it for alcohol. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if they were going to possibly change that. But yeah, so you can't use it for alcohol. But like like you said, if you're using it for the higher end uh, menu selections, you're going to save some money. Right. Uh, like like Michelle said, the worst you're going to do is break even. Uh, so it's it's worth it. But yeah, if you pick up some of the higher price items, some of the eight, nine, ten dollar items that you might find right. out there, you're you're you are going to often get a little bit of a discount off of what you when you add it up over what you paid originally right. for those passes. So uh, definitely recommend it if you're going to be purchasing a lot of food there or going multiple times right. to try out the food. Uh, moving on, the Hollywood backlot in Hollywood land will be home to an appetizing assortment of entertainment and presentations for all ages. Mm-hmm. The all new animated series, Alice's Wonderland Bakery, which debuted, I guess on Disney junior on Wednesday. I'm sorry. I missed that one. That sounds kind of right. Yes. Up my alley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is the inspiration behind a new limited, time festival experience for junior chefs at the Hollywood backlot stage backlot stage uh, during Alice's Wonderland's bakery unbirthday party <laughs> uh, kids ages 3 through 11 will have the opportunity to express their creativity through a hands-on cupcake decorating nice yeah uh, space is limited for this and participants will need to sign up 45 minutes before each show time so if you want to do this with your little one mm-hmm. uh, you want to get there early and sign up for it and hopefully you can get them in but that sounds fun. I imagine you get to keep the cupcake after yeah, you decorate Yeah, yeah. They've done similar things in the past. It's just a great activity, I think, for kids to be able to do, you know, while they're there. Yeah. That's awesome. Take part in the culinary experience. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Also at the Hollywood Backlot, you may uh, encounter Chef Goofy or dance along with Chip and Dale as the jamming chefs serve up a tasty <laughs> new uh, rhythms using their pots and pans. That's always fun. Chip and Dale with the jamming chefs. Yes. Uh, they have a good time it's together. It's a great show. It's yeah. so adorable. And who doesn't love Chef Goofy for right. sure? On Saturdays and Sundays, be sure to catch a culinary demonstration at the Hollywood Backlot stage. A diverse lineup of Disney and visiting chefs will prepare their favorite dishes and share insider tips for making mouthwatering meals at home. They haven't invited me yet, but as the third most popular, (laughs) third best Disney uh, food blog, apparently, (laughs) according to one website, I think someone from the Disney Dishes uh, blog should be invited at some point. Most definitely. I'll be waiting 
patiently by the mail for that invitation. Yes, I, there you I, go. I expect it'll come any day any now day. or not at all. <laughs> But that's that's cool. Uh, you know, a nice day way to spend the afternoon. Check out some culinary demonstrations. Right. Yeah, and fun. it's a great spot. It's it's definitely uh, comfortable. It's cool. Uh, mm. But yeah, we've seen different types of presentations there. It's 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 a great area, and it's nice that that area doesn't tend to get crowded during the day either. So you have easy access getting in and out of there. Yeah, it's a good use of that space. It really doesn't have a lot going on for it a lot of the time. So when they have something like that going on, that's 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 a great way to get over to that area. And it's not that far from Avengers Campus. So right. you can pop over there as well. So uh, Also, downtown Disney District and the hotels of the Disneyland Resort will join in the gastronomic festivities with special restaurant offering of special menu items and uh, also events for a limited time. And there's also signature events that will be offered with an additional fee, uh, such as the Carthay Circle winemaker receptions or special wine, beer, and mixology seminars at the Sonoma Terrace. We've done, we haven't done any of the uh, winemaker receptions. Those right. tend to be really high end. Right. But we have done some of the uh, wine and beer seminars. Those are usually around, at least they used to be around $20, 20 and $30. Right. I don't know what they are this year. Um, but we've experienced some great talks there. We've tasted some wonderful wines right. there. That's where we, of course, became really, really good friends with Kurt Russell. You yeah. know, we're buddies now <laughs> after, you know, chatting for a long time yes. there. <laughs> Might be a little bit of hyperbole there. Right. <laughs> uh, but we did, at one point, uh, we were there for a presentation of Gogi Wines. Yes. And, and he did the presentation uh, unannounced, which was wonderful. Right, yeah. Talk about somebody who is just so passionate about what they do and what they produce. It's, it was, and he's so entertaining. Right. So. And he loves wine. Yes. Loves Goldie, loves wine. Yeah. Loves his family, uh, loves yeah, wine. great family. I yeah. mean, you would just never know how much of a family man he yeah. is. That's no. great. I can't promise if there is a Gogi presentation on the, we haven't seen the schedule yet, but if there is that he will be there for it. But if you're interested at all in there, the possibility, maybe he might yeah, be there. It might know. be something you might want to book just in case. If nothing else, you're going to try some really wonderful wines because Gogi wines are really, really good. Exactly. So, uh, and finally, let's get to the real story. My One of my favorite things from this week they say, and here's the cherry, or should I say the citrus on top, <laughs> soaring over California will return to Disney California Yay. Adventure Park for a limited time during the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival beginning on March 4th. Uh, once again, you can relish the unforgettable sights, sounds, and scents of the Golden State aboard this high-flying attraction. It's my favorite version of it. Nothing wrong with soaring around right. the world, uh, but soaring over California, just it, it just hits me in the heartstrings. Yeah, mine too. And uh, when we found this out, we were both super excited. Yeah, I can't wait to go and, and smell the, the the citrus orchard yes. again <laughs> as we sail over it. Um, just it's it's so good. Yeah, uh, it, so much. Yeah, and I think. Because we can't typically experience that yeah. attraction like that. It's a fun thing that they th they do throw to us once in a while. Yeah, so. again, it's the, I like to call the McRib factor. Yes. Where they take something <laughs> away from you they, and they say it's out for a limited time. Right. And even though the McRib is, again, please don't hate me for this, but it's terrible. <laughs> it's like when it comes out, everyone's like, oh, I got to get a McRib. Right. You know? Um, and... I don't necessarily believe that. I, I still believe Soren is uh, over California is the better version of Soren. Right. But when it, you don't have it 
you know, regularly. Right. You don't know when it's going to come back. Like it makes it that much better yeah, when it comes back. Definitely. So yeah, yeah, really well done. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on is on to the seas now. Excitement grows as Disney's newest ship hits the water for yeah. the first time this week. Yeah. So this happened this week. It finally had the float out of the Disney Wish. It was a big to-do. You probably saw it on social media mm-hmm. somewhere. There was a lot of video of it. They floated her out, complete with fireworks, and Captain Minnie was there for the whole yes. ceremony. And it was just, she is stunningly beautiful and can't wait to sail aboard her once she debuts this summer. I know it's going to be, it's been pushed back by a few weeks, but she looks great. She still has got a lot of tests to run. They were doing uh, some um, engine and some uh, lifeboat testing mm-hmm. this week as well on her, but um, can't wait till she gets over here to the, to the States and we all get to sail aboard her. Right. It's exciting to, you know, obviously anytime they have a new ship um, because there, there's all new bells and whistles on them. This one, it's really interesting because it's also got different themed restaurants mm-hmm. And that was one of the things it w- that was great about the Disney cruise before is, you know, you had the same pretty much two out of the three uh, of the restaurants had the same theme of the main dining areas. But um, now we're going to have some new and exciting theme dining to experience. Yeah. One's frozen. Hello. Hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> and the other is Marvel. Right. Love Marvel as well. And then there's the other one that's classic Disney. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for the the Star Wars lounge that they're going to have yeah. on board there. Just all the experiences. Just can't wait for it all. It, yeah. just, it looks like it's going to be wonderful. And it's a beautiful, beautiful ship. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, we I know we addressed a lot of the things that are going to be featured on that in, in a past um episode here we're fortunate that we have some plans to go in september on this new ship so we'll be sharing that information forthcoming yeah hopefully we can uh, make that cruise but that is our plans for right now and uh very very excited about it mm-hmm. even if we uh, for some reason we have to shift that um we will be aboard her very very soon and yeah. that's that's exciting for sure so finally we wrap up the disney stories with the week with what isn't a real story but is Something that should be obvious to everyone for now. Michelle was right once again. (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) Shouldn't come as a news story. It's not breaking news. Everybody knows, except for me, apparently. Because as we mentioned on last week's show, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was coming to Disney Plus in May of this year. And I speculated it would be on May the 4th because, of course, it would be for marketing purposes. Disney's going to want to put this on May the 4th, you know. And plus, it was a Wednesday. So, of course, May the 4th was the logical date. It was logical. However, what you didn't hear before the show, even, you know, before we recorded the show, was Michelle had mentioned she thought it's going to be on the 25th of May, of course. And I know, yes, I knew this, that that was the... Uh, original birthday right. for Star Wars in the theaters. The first day the original Star Wars, which was, which was later titled A New Hope, uh, came out was on May 25th of 1977. So Michelle put it together. Yeah, that's going to be I'm like, no, May the 4th, marketing, <laughs> Disney. They're going to put it on May. It's a Wednesday. It's going to be May the 4th. So that's what I went with on the show. Of course, Michelle was right. Because as we all know, Michelle has the best predictions. I don't know. It just, you know, it was funny that that worked out that way. I mean, like I said, I thought it would be the end of the month only because that is 
the original date. That's when the original Obi-Wan came out and was introduced to the world. Yeah. So, but I mean, your logic was certainly solid. Right. I wouldn't have surprised me of either of the dates, but um, right. I just figured, because that's kind of been the way Disney's been going. Mm -hmm. They, Although the 25th is the big day, they haven't been focusing as much on the 25th. Right. Um, I didn't, I didn't do the math and figure out it's a, it's kind of a landmark year. It's 45 years right. now. So I guess it's kind of, I mean, if it had been 50, I would have been, oh yeah, they're going to do the 25th, yes. you know, but 45, no. Um, yeah, I probably know <laughs> talking out, which is, mostly Michelle was right. Um, <laughs> but I just figured Disney is focused more on the fourth. So I'm like, that's the way it's going to be. But Michelle had it right again. No surprise. <laughs> Good job, sweetheart. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> You're too sweet. That's so funny, though. <laughs> so, as we talk about Michelle being right about a lot of things, we, as we wrap up the Disney stories of the week, of course, we never leave you without giving you a tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we do this. We always start with Michelle because she has the best <laughs> predictions. She does the best research. She has the best list, but definitely, definitely has the best tip. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're just too funny, honey. I really appreciate that, though. All right. So um, my tip here really has to do with uh, when you're making a reservation to a park that you're going to be hopping to is to make sure you're considering some time elements there. You know, uh, I think people do take into consideration the amount of time it takes to travel from one park to another. But what you may not think about is the amount of time it takes to get into the park once you're there, as well as getting to the dining location. And this really, this tip is probably most prevalent of an issue to think about is if you're trying to do a reservation close to the actual park hopping time. So like for Walt Disney World, that would be 2 p.m. at Disneyland, it's 1 p.m. Because first of all, people who want to park hop, that's when they're going to try to be at the gate as well. You know, and we definitely saw that yesterday here at, you know, the one o'clock at Disneyland, the, the lines to the parks suddenly just ballooned because people are ready to do that park hop. So you want to take into consideration that it may take you a little bit longer if your reservation is close to that park hop time to get first of all through the gates and then trying to get to the, the location. So I'll give you an example. If you're park hopping, you know, say from um, Magic Kingdom over to Hollywood Studios, and I know you're going to factor in how long it takes to get to Hollywood Studios. But again, if you're doing a reservation to Olga's close to two o'clock, you just need to be aware of the fact that you might have a longer line getting through the gates at that time and then walking to the land. So just something to consider, you know, give yourself enough buffer. Like you don't want to probably try to do something at 2.15 because that could be a little tough. It's, it's doable. It's possible. And, and they, they sometimes do um, give some buffer to that time frame. But just so you don't have that anxiety, make that make yourself have the ease of a little bit longer time to get to your reservation. Right. That's a good point. And if you do have like a 250, it's like, cause you know, something like Oga's could be tough to secure. Right. Uh, so if you do get Oga's and, and 215 is the only time you can get, 
Uh, then, you know, you want to make sure you've left Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Park or Epcot or wherever you're coming from and are at the gate near at two o'clock as you can be. You can yeah. take the transportation over and wait, you know, make sure that, that you get there in plenty of time. Yeah, be in line to be ready right. to, clock, to go in right at two o'clock. Right, but... Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not gonna. If you if you can secure that reservation, again, they, they they can be a little tough to get. So if you can't get it, do it. Sure, Just and, and that's make, probably a tough plans. one to say. Yeah. But but if there's you know other restaurant dining and you have a little bit more flexibility, give yourself that time. Again, our tips are to make your experience right. an easier going one. And so if you get to determine something between like a two fifteen and a two thirty five, yeah, two thirty five might be a lot more reasonable right. and you don't have to worry about losing that option. Yeah. Mostly it's just, you know, figure out what the travel time will be, whether you're lifting over, whether you're taking uh, Disney transportation, because the buses can be sometimes they, they can take a while mm -hmm. to get there. Um, plot that all out in advance. You're better off getting there. If you have a reservation that's close to the time uh, that the park hopping is available to you, uh, that you're, you can get there well ahead of time. It's better to be there and just kind of hanging out by the gate uh, than to, you know, miss your reservation. Yeah. Sometimes the, they will give you a little bit of a buffer as Michelle said, but there's no guarantee of that. And you don't want to lose out on your opportunity, one of your reservation, but also of that deposit that you kind of have to right. put down on it. I mean, I know it's not a lot of money, but still, you just don't want to, you know, but plus, you know, the fun. So just plan ahead and a good tip. Michelle's yeah. tips, always like the I best said, tip. It, it surprised me how, you know, large the crowds were at the gates. I guess I hadn't even factored that in. in yeah, the past. so that kind of leads into my tip of okay. if you're planning on park hopping at Disneyland from Disneyland to Disney California Adventure Park or vice versa. And you think I'm going to be there right at the gate at one o'clock and go in. Wait about five ten minutes after that. <laughs> Go in about one o five one ten. The lines will be much easier yes. on you because that was our experience. We're like we were just done at Disneyland at that point. We wanted to get over to Disney California Adventure and get some of the stuff over there. So we were like, we're gonna pounce right on our. We should have known. We're silly. <laughs> um, we're gonna pounce right on that uh, that park hopping time. And yes, the lines were relatively large. It wasn't terrible. You know, one good thing about it is that most of the people that are park hopping have already scanned in ahead of time they've already had their picture taken right. and everything so they were moving fairly briskly through that line but if you want to avoid the line almost entirely right just wait a few extra minutes you know stop and stop in the shops a little bit longer sit down and watch the disneyland band play right. for a little longer yes. whatever it might just make it a little bit easier for you when you head over to the next park exactly so that's it for this week uh for next week's show well there's a couple of possibilities in the air so i'm not going to pin it down right now but we do have a couple good topics set up for the next few weeks we will let you know what those are as we progress through the week maybe as early as the newsletter but we definitely have some good exciting fun stuff coming up for you in the next couple episodes right some of it one of them has to do with scheduling yes with a, with a guest so. yes so we're trying to figure out which which week we'll be doing one and which week we will be doing the right. other uh, depends on some scheduling things but we will get that all hammered out for you very soon and we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website com. and while you're there 
we invite you to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. And you will be the first to get that bracket that Michelle has worked very, very hard on <laughs> for you. Uh, Michelle, explain a little bit of the bracket. because I meant to touch on this earlier, but we haven't yet. But explain a little bit about the bracket and what takes part in it. All right. So uh, it's all about Disney films music. And I think we talked about this a little bit last uh, episode where it's just really like Disney or Pixar um, films. So it's not including Star Wars or Marvel. And um, it was funny. I, I went to set it up like animation versus live action. And it's sort of that way, but I, I took a little twist to it. But there are categories. So there's like classic, fun songs, um, heartfelt songs, and want songs. And within each of those categories... There is a subset of animated movies as well as a subset of um, live action movies. So, so within each bracket, essentially, you have like half the bracket is animated, half the bracket right. is uh, live, live action. Mm -hmm. So before you get to the final four, uh, you will be deciding between one live action film and one animated film to right. see who moves on to the final four in each category, yes. correct? correct yeah that's fun yeah so um anyways i think it'll be fun yeah and we'll, we have prizes we're gonna um talk about the prizes as we going along here but we have something very special Ooh. a prize package uh for the ultimate winner but there's going to be some side winning things too oh wow i don't even know about all this stuff so yeah this is, this is news to me mm -hmm. i can't wait michelle always has the best prize package <laughs> Uh, that's exciting. So, uh, yes, you'll be getting that bracket uh, this week on the newsletter first, and then it's eventually going to end up here on social media. If you want to find us there, we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us in our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group for some good quality, fun Disney energy. Right. And if you are not on social media or prefer to just get this through the email you can email a, a request for us to send the bracket to you that way yeah and you can hit us up there at hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com uh you can also find us on youtube if you want to find any of our videos there they're mostly just these episodes sort of done in a video format um although we do have some older episodes where you can actually see us in them. right um and we may do that again we're still weighing that possibility but for right yeah. now it's just kind of a, just a different version of these episodes. But if you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. Yes. Yes. So that's it for this week. We hope you have a wonderful Super Bowl or had a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. We hope you have a glorious, love-filled Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a Valentine, well, we'll be your Valentine. Yes. <laughs> <So>. Exactly. Because <laughs> we love you all. Right. Good that's point. it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.